0: The Mitchell's Front Page podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11.
1: Now on Mitchell's Front Page, the Monday Sports Panel. In the studio, Peter, good morning, how are you? Very well, thank you Mitchell, and uh, another interesting weekend in football, both um, AFL and local. And uh,
0: VFLW is all just talking to Davina about as well, with uh, Geelong getting into the final. Yeah, excellent. And on the line we've got Bucket. Good morning, Bucket, how are you? Very good, Mitch, and you? Yeah, not too bad for a Monday morning. Nice day out there, isn't it? And uh, so much sport to talk about, whether it's the AFL or the Olympics. Do you watch much of the Olympics?
2: No, not really, because basically, I I think it's too limited, you know, uh, amongst the uh, 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 for, for, for people who've got relations, you know, with the with the England, and that, that type of thing. I rather enjoy enjoy watching the World Titles because you are getting you know people from all over the world contesting a bit against one another, and um, gee, we you see some great performances there over time.
0: And um, what did you do yesterday? Because there were five games yesterday in quick succession. So I know on KO you can have the pip action where you can watch two games at once. Um, do you do that on your TV or how do you manage uh, when well, you've I got five games?
2: Fair bit, you know, because basically all, all, go, all games are separated. Yeah, you, know, you know, it wasn't so long ago when we used to have six games on a Saturday afternoon jammed up. And, you know, we'd all go to the football back in those days, but now we don't go to the football.
1: No, yeah. we used to be able to watch the. Uh, we, we look for very great interest bucket, didn't we, to the, um, I think the, uh, the scores were the football, the other games A, B, C and D, E and F on the right hand side and, yep. and the race results were down on the left hand side and we used to always have our eye on the scoreboard didn't we to see how the other games were going.
2: <laughs> That's exactly right Peter and I, th- I think they were the fun days of uh, football because we seen uh, there's so much variety in the football back in those days we've seen a little bit of bash and a little bit of humour sometimes and uh, uh, I think uh, uh, football is much watcher to watch. Now you know, it's all, all about being like a machine I think.
0: Yeah, no, that's very true. And um, I mean, we would go to the football, some of us, if we're allowed to, but we're not. So uh, watching it on the TV is the next best thing. Moving through some of these results, and we'll start with Friday night. And it seems like every time I I tip St Kilda, they let me down.
2: Well, they don't only let you down when you watch this St Kilda side at the start of the season. There was a lot of uh, big talk about the, how they were going to go this season. But what they've turned out to be, they've they're now become the drum drummers of, of the competition. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, Carlton, well, they're, they're going along quite nicely. And, and, and to see Carlton on top of St Kilda, I, I, I think it's very fitting for the Carlton Football Club.
1: Yeah, it was an in, yeah, it was disappointing. I know St Kilda will say again, Paddy Ryder, he would have been a big loss, but... The thing that surprised me, and we had Sylvani sort of as a, as a filling ruckman for Carlton. Um, at St Kilda won seventy to eleven in the hitouts, and yet only won the clearances by three. So, I know you, you say you don't have to one. Um, you can always row to an opposition ruckman, but I just didn't think they were um they were smart enough St Kilda and um and Carlton really turned it on and uh, played some brilliant football again. Um, I thought Kennedy and Dow were the two. He's having a good. Uh, he's been playing yeah. some good football, Paddy Dow. So yeah. but uh, yeah, look. So, just, so
2: then you can, yeah, you know, to a you know, like a top rock, rockman.
1: Yeah, you know, the rockman has got to get it to his flows yeah. Oh yeah, and you see, you see someone like, um, you know, Maxi Gorn, He'll he'll tap it down beautifully. So, but anyway, yeah, a lot of work to do. Been disappointed, St so Kilda. Will be an interesting review at the end of the season.
0: Yeah. And uh, have you been following this Carlton review? Because apparently parts of that have been leaked, and that's mm-hmm. uh, quite tough. It sounds like.
2: It sounds, you know, pretty much, you know, what happens everywhere, like in football, doesn't matter where it is in Australia, there's always a little leak in there, somebody somebody has found out something, and gee whiz, they can't keep secrecy in some of these uh, clubs, can they? No, it
0: just takes one person, though. Oh, that's right, yeah,
1: yeah. But you're right, seen, leaks like a sieve. Ah, uh, yeah, we saw that with the Clarkson um, well, situation with um, Caroline Wilson and... Uh, and, and another reporter there so yeah they, they, knew, they knew what was going on.
2: It's pretty inter- interesting that, that, that a lady was right again.
1: Yeah well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to Mars Stadium and uh, the Bulldogs 49 point winners over the Crows.
2: Gee when you look at this Bulldog side by gee what a mighty side this side has been. They've been on track all, all season Peter and they're going along very very nicely. They're very very foolish. They're very very you- skill and by they, they, they could be the centre beast because they, they're travelling nicely. On the other hand I think uh, Adelaide have got to sit down and go out and find a few re- good recruits, I mean not, not good recruits, you want those walk-up guys who, who can fit straight into, into, into a top side I think.
1: Yeah, well, they've done. Uh, well, they've lost five of their last six Adelaide, and we're right. And as we mentioned last week, Western Bulldogs have, I think, had 41 players come through their senior side, and that's a pretty uh, big effort because it normally means a loss of you know, a lot of injuries, etc. And lack of form. But in this situation, it seems like Luke Beveridge just wants to um, have uh, players that can multi, uh, multi-task. And you saw someone like Sarchi just went down into defence a couple of weeks ago when their other backman was injured, and um, and the other thing was, I mean, it was windy conditions and it certainly favoured the bullies um, and their Adelaide were poor entries into their forward line most of the day, but Dunkley and Bond and Pally were down a bit, Bucket and Mitchell on uh, on uh, at the weekend, so that was even a more promising sign. Yeah, and,
2: uh, Isn't that a great thing to see that a couple of better better players down a little bit and the other boys step up up and take over and,
1: you know, fill the hole, don't they? Worrying sign for the oppositions.
0: Yeah. At uh, Blundstone Arena, probably the most important game of the round because we're all Geelong supporters at heart. (laughs) Uh, Geelong (laughs) 20-point winners over North Melbourne. Now, I'd have to say there's a lot to like about North Melbourne, isn't there?
2: there's plenty to like a lot about North Melbourne so, gee, when they first you know, appointed a new coach and he first come along there, everybody thought well this guy's no good but gee, gee whiz he's done a wonderful job but you know, the most successful you know, coach in the business has got to be the coach of the, of the Sydney side you know, the way he's got those blokes you know, the way they play the way they pull together and everything like that they, they, they take the most of their opportunities and doesn't matter whether you're young or old you're just expected to do one job in, in the side you do
1: that and the side wins Yeah, yeah look it has been a, I think North uh, supporters will be very happy As we said again Geelong just unconvincing Against the uh, the lower sides But um, they have just done what they have to do And um, it will be interesting Because um, I mean I'm looking forward to the finals The top four and, uh, and the bottom four In, in the eight So, um, But yeah look just enough to do Geelong um, yes. there but not, not convincing but uh, And anyway. apparently
0: Cameron might be able to come back for the game against GWS mm. this weekend. Oh
2: uh, well we're getting this sort of talk from the clubs all the time just keep your mouth shut and pick your side, <laughs> you know get them fit, pick your side and go, go from there I think.
1: It will be interesting against this old club um, and another interesting one for Geelong will be the fact that um, the league set down the thing that uh, you could only um, you would only have one uh, game with a five-day break, so yeah. um, so they'll get you uh, Greater Western Sydney on Friday night after playing late last night. Mm. So they've really, they'll have them on the. Yeah, so that that's a big advantage.
2: Games were scheduled last night, they didn't wait about their 5 games tra- traveling or anything like that. They just put it in, in. And then with and then a the couple of those thoughts they performed really well yesterday, didn't they?
1: They did. They did.
0: Yeah, given that uh, you know you don't arrive early and prepare, it just you know the the airfield decides pretty much where and when at the very last minute because that's the the world that we're in now. Um, Over to the Mm. MCG and uh, the Pies, forty-five point winners over the Eagles.
2: Well, that was a pretty impressive win by the Collingwood side, and Rygie, oh, they control the Eagles all day, and that's a worrying sign for for the Eagles because, you know, basically, uh, uh, over in recent times, these Eagles sides, they've always been able to get them so, uh, their way out of, out of a, mm. a bad step and going. Like like uh, going along, but gee whiz, I, I, I think there might be some little things not really clicking with with the boys. Maybe maybe it's the coaching that might need a bit of a shake enough
1: at that West Coast. Yeah, well, I think they're um they um look their game plan it just seems to be a little bit outdated to me. That they're, they're <laughs> just a slow ball movement. There was no pressure, and for a side they only kicked a few goals for the first half. And when we looked at Collingwood, I think a few seasons ago, we thought, oh, they're an aging sort of a side. But on The weekend, they had five players who'd played ten ten games or less and ten of the players that ran out at the weekend for Collingwood had played under 50 games, so it's,
2: it's not all exactly. doom and... Yeah, spot on there, Peter, because the inexperience uh, that, that sometimes, that, takes, that you know, inexperience loses to, to the eager of players, and sometimes, you know, bring in a couple of new players who have got a bit of eager in them and a bit of go in them, and that, that can be the best choice. Yep. On the other hand, I think you know, Carl, uh, the Eagles have brought in you know, new players and everything like that, but they seem to have to go to the same old guys all, all, all the time.
1: Yeah, and when they get beaten, they've had four big blowouts now west coast this year you know 80, 80 90 points plus so um it's hard to see them uh, really doing much damage in the finals west coast uh to
0: yesterday's games and uh, marvel stadium uh, almost 100 point win to the demons
2: Yes, when you look at this Melbourne side, by oh I watched them with, with a lot of interest yesterday and didn't they come back and hit hard, you know, and basically, and, 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 the, way they, and the way they play, they're, just, they're definitely a final side and it's just, just a, matter, a matter of uh, keep, keeping going. And that's what just what they've got to do, isn't
1: it? Yes, and I thought it was even a better performance, the fact that they they were on the plane basically they had four hours on flight had to um stay around the tarmac jump on the plane and come back again with the with the lockdown in uh, in uh, queensland so eight hours on a flight and i was interested i watched a bit of the game and early they, they got the jump on gold coast and then gold coast kicked a couple and i thought it's been interesting to see how melbourne stand up to that long flight um and um they just tore them apart didn't they so um where, where you go with gold coast do you not too many shining lights there. Um, Took Miller, he uh, he should win their best and fairest, but he was about the only shining light again yesterday for the Gold Coast, and they got big problems there again.
2: Oh yes, and uh, gee whiz, and, you, and when you look at the Melbourne side, yeah, you know, they've had a few, a few little misses, you know, throughout the year. But by gee, well, when they come back and, and, and produce their best, uh, best, they're very, very hard to beat, aren't they?
1: Yeah, they are indeed. So, uh, oh look, look, they are a definite. Um, and just very quickly, interesting to see at the moment if the, if the top four finishes the way it is or stays the way it is: Western Bulldogs, Geelong, Melbourne, Port Adelaide, Geelong, Melbourne. Um, play each other in the last home and away and then we'd line up again and play each other in the first week of the finals. surely yeah, surely will we older than that one. No, no, well they can't, no. And Western Bulldogs play Port Adelaide in the last home and away and if that happens again, that, they would line up again the following for the first week of the finals. So <laughs> this is yes. cat and mouse uh, tactics in the last home and away game.
0: <laughs> um, to uh, the University of Tasmania Stadium in Hawthorne uh, defeating Brisbane by twelve.
2: Gee whiz, didn't Hawthorne come out and play like they, uh, you know, played over for many, many years in the, in the last 15 years or so and by, didn't they put the uh, Brisbane side well, well away in Brisbane side? So, there's a few questions being asked about that, and, you know, once, once again, uh, it gets to the, end, the end of your coaching, you know, your, you know the coaching might be losing a few of those guys.
1: Well, they were disappointed again, weren't they, Brisbane, for yeah. the, like last week? At Gold Coast, they were getting smashed at half time and just completely turned it around. But, um, yeah, Chris Fagan again, two weeks in a row, the old fashioned spray, and did he give them. Yeah. Um, it was a ripper. But again, up forward, Danaher and Cameron, not sighted until the last quarter when. Um, and then. Oh,
2: Freddy, you talk about sprays and you go to the local football as the spraying still goes
1: on. Uh, very seldom, very, very seldom.
2: seldom. <laughs> <There's dye> everywhere.
1: <laughs> yes. More common in AFL than local football, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I, I. And look, I think the other fact, um, I think that it's been a good thing too at normal times where the crowd can go out to the huddles in local football the last thing we want to hear as a coach especially with the little younger kids and supporters there at the huddles whereas you're in the rooms in the afl and you're out on the ground and there's only the officials around you so uh, you can sort of get away with it providing the camera's not watching and i think
0: you are on camera for big parts of that
1: don't you are you. yeah. yeah. Maybe not audio recording. No audio. No. no no. And they and let yeah. I mean if you can lip read, you'll get an idea what sometimes they're and saying. Some but some
0: very skilled lip readers are there.
1: <laughs> but uh, no, look they they are in trouble at the moment, Brisbane. I thought they were one of the fancies for the for the flag that they they're down to I, sixth.
2: I also thought that along those lines too, but mm. they've been really Drop disappointing. You can't tell me that just one or two players going out of the side through injury can make that much difference.
1: I I, I think no, you can't blame you can't just put it all on Hipwood. Um, ah. um, Hipworth being not in the side so um, yeah, no, disappointing. It's amazing
0: just to see, I mean, they say it time and time again that the Premiership is not decided by who's leading in round 8 or round 12, mm. but um, it's really flipped around a lot in these last few weeks, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, I Definitely. think well, I think we, I think yeah, the top four are the best four sides, and Sydney may be the side that could cause a little bit of uh, a problem um, with their enthusiasm and their consistency. But it's really hard at the moment, the last uh, three or four weeks, to see Brisbane West Coast and whoever may finish eighth um, uh, really uh, winning the flag or even get into the grand final. Do you think they
2: might shorten the season a little bit?
1: No, it'll just go on as, as normal. The only thing they may not do is they may not have that bye. Uh, they have that weekend off after the last no, home and away. No, I wouldn't miss that. No, no. <laughs> well, I wouldn't miss it. No, no, I think they might just roll with the straight into the finals and not have that week off after the last home and away. Um, looking at the, uh, the MCG,
0: another game there this weekend and Sydney and Essendon and uh, the Swans by seven.
2: Mm. Yes, yes, basically. I, I think that game turned out like a finals game, and basically, it reminded of me of when I used to go to the foot, football uh, uh, and watch the you know, Malcolm Blight coach uh, uh, side, and that was the sort of football yep. we played. And the crowd used to flocking. If they bring that sort of football back, the crowds will flock back. I think
1: it was a pleasure to sit down and watch that yesterday afternoon. Yeah, exactly right there. Thirty-three goals, and I just thought it was brilliant. And Sydney, to their credit again, they've had six games on the road in a row. Yeah. Um, which is you know, pretty hard to do, and they're a young side but they've adjusted, they've, they've stuck together and they've won five on the trot um, Essendon, just can't beat the sides above them, I thought there was a couple of times that they just turnovers, just silly little mistakes that cost them when they were going forward and look like they were going to set up a nice goal and the one that I did amazing maybe it's his fitness, but I think every time they throw Jake Stringer into the midfield, Essendon seemed to get a bit of a boost and go bang and kick a couple but he's not in the midfield long enough I know they've got to rotate, but um, but anyway, they Essendon. Have
2: to rotate. Why can't no. they be like the old days? A bloke is stay in the centre, all, until he, there all day, and still get his 30 or 40 yeah. touches.
1: Or until he he says, look, I'll, you know, let's, i come out of there. But um, yeah. But anyway, um, not not uh, not all doom and gloom for Essendon. I think they'll be an interesting side next year. But Sydney certainly very exciting to watch.
0: Yes. to Optus Stadium and I thought this game was probably the hardest to try and pick a winner um, ahead of the round and I was nearly going to go for Freo should have but didn't but uh, the Fremantle Dockers four point winners and I see in the second quarter no, neither team scored a goal no. yes
2: so they kicked a lot of behinds, though well, once again accuracy isn't it, it comes down to accuracy you know, basically yeah that's something what the modern day footballer can't do but back in the old days when you know, Coleman and all those sort of guys were playing like like, it, like it's, it's all four no, they, they'd kick five goals, one, and things like that, you know, but, but these modern-day guys just can't do it. You know, they seem to be very sloppy approaches and things like that. I, I, I think that, you know, that's one of the reasons why you know, kicking accuracy has gone down a bit, I think.
1: Yeah, and that's been one of Richmond's, uh, like the, the, I don't know, what, the last five, six games. they've. Um, I think they'd be lucky to have kicked ten goals in any of those games. So that's uh, not like the Richmond of old, but uh, Frio, look, they had no Fife, no Pierce, uh I think of no walters so, and they were inaccurate too. So probably kept Richmond in the game a bit longer than what uh, they needed to. So, uh, but Brayshaw and Adam Sarah they were just brilliant. So, uh, and but here we go. It's
2: amazing how the uh, Richmond coach came out and he was so positive about it. That wasn't
0: the old Richmond,
1: yeah. No, nah, that's yeah. right. And, and here we find Frio sitting in eighth spot.
0: Mm. And last of all, Marvel Stadium, Port Power twenty-seven point winners over the GWS Giants.
2: Well, Port Power has certainly had to work very, very hard had you know, to get the four points. They're, 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 they're not stylish, they're, they're not, not, not the most brilliant side or anything like that, but they, they're a sort of side, you know, Ken Hinkley, yeah, trained as we've seen when he coached in country football. They just go along, but they always get there.
1: Yes, yeah, and they've just got to keep winning. Yep. will win two of their last three and probably hold on to that fourth spot which is uh, will be vitally important and GWS again just um, Toby Green he just failed to nail as you know the chances that he had and that was a bit disappointing but yeah. there again they've um, they've been moved around once more and uh, upheaval again as in you know facilities and, and having to come back down to Melbourne and leaving their partners and wives and girlfriends back up there in Queensland who are to come out of isolation on Thursday so yeah just don't know how it plays with them all. But they obviously. Oh, you
2: just don't know. Like I, like no. oh, I've seen it over the years. You just never know how a player is going to respond. It's like, yeah, uh, you know, when when you're the status 19th man on the bench, and you might only get on with five minutes to go. You know, that, that yep. type of thing. It that's to not not the heart out of a lot of players. I, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, as we say, the sides that handle the um, all this, um, the inconvenience and the movement around, um, the side that handles that the best um, are going to be the one to beat come the big day. So, uh,
0: just finally looking at the ladder, and it seems like there's a lot of teams sitting on 32 points, which is just one game out of the eight. Um, and Fremantle's in there in eighth spot, but their percentage is only 90.9, so it's relatively low. So, you've got St Kilda, Carlton, Richmond, and Essendon all on 32, and then GWS on 34.
1: Yeah, well, don't say that too loudly. Well, yeah, well their percentage, their percentage is going. And look, well, look, they play Sydney next week, St Kilda. So Carlton, Carlton should beat Gold Coast on uh, on the last couple of weeks. So uh, there's still a rough chance there. Essendon play Western Bulldogs. That's a bit, that's a hard one then for the Bombers. I think they got the toughest draw. And as yeah. we said, uh, the Giants take on Geelong um, on Friday night at this stage. And um, yeah, it, it, that's the way it looks. So hard to see the Giants on the last two, three weeks, although they did win in between. And uh, as we say, Frio, they've got Brisbane, who uh, are out of form, Well, sir. who would know, yeah. So that eight will still be undecided come the end of uh, next weekend's round.
0: Well, the AFL would be happy about that. Oh, well, I love it. And yeah. uh, the top four, I think you said that uh, Sydney's just out. They could perhaps cause an upset, but it seems like the top four is just about locked in now.
1: Well... Yeah, Port, I think Port play Adelaide next weekend in the uh, in the derby or the derby. So on recent form, again, you'd, you'd be fancying Port Adelaide. And as we said, they've just got to keep winning and uh, hold that double chance. And the top two is still open? Melbourne's only half a game behind. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's yeah, true. Right.
2: That uh, that extra two points, it's going to be hard to overcome all the time because uh, Fo- Footscray are a sort of side who could go right through the rest of the season you know, un- unbeaten.
0: That's true. Mm. I mean, how frustrating, you know, that two points. If you just scored one more behind in that uh, drawn game, it would make yeah. all the difference. Mm. Anyway, we'll take a break. We'll come back and talk local football after this. And... Uh, when was it that we said that the final five was locked in for the GDFL? We well, said it was the start of
2: the season and said Inverley's still
1: up there. Yeah, that's about the only one I've got right, I think. I think the <laughs> others have moved around a bit, Bucket, but, gee, it is interesting. The, uh, well, there's, there's, there's six sides, obviously. Uh, Geelong West Giants can still play finals. Uh, and they play, they're currently sixth and they're a half a game behind East Geelong, who they happen to play next week, which is the second last um, round of the football. And uh, Werribee Centrals, who are... Uh, a game clear of um, East, they take on Bannockburn, who um, who are sitting second on 38. So Inverlee, obviously, minor premiers and unbeaten, but um, second, third, fourth, fifth and sixth, well, second, third and fourth can move around, and, and uh, Geelong West Giants could still displace East Geelong if they happen to beat them next uh, next weekend. And what's going wrong with Thompson? Not too sure. Um, a few injuries early in the year, I think, Bucket, so, uh, um, but again, at the weekend, they went down... By fifty-four points to Inverlee so that was a fairly convincing win for Inverlee They're just going along beautifully. They, they, um, they just take no prisoners. They just uh, roll along. Carrillo, um, Carrillo against East Geelong. East kicked nine goals in the last quarter on Saturday, East, and Carrillo went down by sixty-three points. wasn't a lot in it till three quarter time. So encouraging signs, I think. Uh, Barker the Mitchell for Cario. Geelong West that was the one they really needed to win. Bell Post Hill were too strong for them, and I think you've pointed out Bell Post Hill. Gee, they've um, They've turned it around very quickly after you know bottoming out there a couple of seasons ago, getting a yep. few of their ex players the back.
2: Same time, they've been up there all, all, all the season. Yeah, yep.
1: yep, yeah. They have have indeed. And um, North Geelong, as we said, went down by forty four to Bannockburn, uh, where it'll be far too strong for Winch and um, and Belmont uh, defeated Anarchy. So very interesting um, situation there in the GDFL with two weeks to go, and uh, there'll be some uh, some great games to come and uh, great finals no doubt.
0: And uh, do you want to just touch on the other leagues and uh, how things are progressing there?
1: Yeah, well, the GFL, uh, Mitchell and Bucket, um, at the moment we have Colac on top, and uh, they're on 40 points. St Mary's on 38, uh, and then there is a gap to uh, Bell Park, who are third on 28. Then behind them... South Barwon, St. Joey's, Geelong West Giants and Grovedale, all on 24. So, Joey's
2: finally got in the, into the four at this stage, have
1: they? They jumped into the five after beating uh, Geelong West Giants yesterday at Drew Reserve. And uh, they've, they've, they've uh, jumped over those. So it's Colac, St. Mary's, Bell Park. And as I said then, South Barwon, fourth, Joey's, fifth, Geelong West Giants, sixth, Grovey, seventh. Next week, Colac plays St. Mary's. That's 1v2. Oh,
2: that'd be a beauty.
1: And Bell Park, who are third place St. Joey's, who are fifth. So it's a must-win for St. Joey's. Grovedale, who are... um, Sorry. Yeah, South Barwon, they take on... uh, South Barwon, the fourth. They take on Grovey, who are seventh. So fourth and seventh are on the same wins. It's only percentage between those two sides. And the one that's probably got that... Maybe the easier game is Geelong West Giants, who take on North Shore. So... That uh, that five in the GFL they is. They
2: won last week. Don't they? Uh, Underrate them.
1: No, 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 no. Well, that's right. They've had the win, so that uh, that was that was uh, good. They they let St Albans jump them early, but uh, were too strong in the end. And um, so that that final five there is just um, that will not be known until the last uh, the last home and away game is completed. And in the uh, Baller- Ballerine Footy League, Torquay on top on forty eight, Matawari on thirty six, and then. 3rd, 4th and 5th, Bowenheads, Ocean Grove and Anglesey all on 32 and uh, at this stage highly unlikely that will change because Drysdale is 6th on 24 but as to who finishes 3rd uh, and gets the double chance in the uh, Ballerine Football League is still um, will take another a week or so to find out. Well, we better
0: go to the final word
1: Bucket. I think
2: country sport without support you know, will
1: suffer, I think. Certainly will. And Peter? Yeah, well, I think with everything that's been happening with COVID and we've been fortunate enough to have some great football and, uh, and I've certainly start to enjoy the I've enjoyed the Olympics too. It's given us something to uh, to feel good about.
0: Certainly has. Thank you very much to both of you. I'll talk to you next week and of course we'll be watching on Sunday for the VFLW Grand Final, uh, Collingwood and Geelong, uh, 8th of August, Sunday at 1.15pm. Uh, so it should be a good game and uh, let's hope Geelong gets